grateful and appreciative of everything I have. That means that I'm thankful for anything that I've attracted in my life. And my duty is to add value or appreciate it and give it away. And I can be more efficient, more effective and statistically successful in everything I do. Well, hello. It is Summer Felix Mulder back with another backstage business episode. And today I was lucky enough to grab 20 minutes of Dave Meltzer on the phone and you get to hear that conversation. He's incredible. There are so many things that he does. I'll tell you a little bit about it at the beginning of the interview, but let me give you a brief bio on him. And I will tell you this. You are going to walk away with so much. This is the type of episode that you're going to want to hear on replay, especially because it's only 20 minutes when you have those moments of, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And this is the episode you want to hear. You're going to hear all about intention. You're going to hear about time productivity, actually, which I always love. And you're really going to hear about those times when you just want to give up or you feel stuck and why you should not, and what comes out of that, and what that moment actually is. So much good stuff. I'm kind of like on this high right now from just doing this interview, and I'm definitely going to listen to it. It's going to be one of those things, like a go-to maybe once a week that I listen to or more if needed. So I know you're going to enjoy this, but let me tell you a little bit about Dave Meltzer. If you don't know, and you may already know all the things because he's a pretty big deal. So Dave Meltzer is the CEO of Sports One Marketing. He's a Forbes Top 10 keynote speaker. He's an award-winning humanitarian, a two-time national best-selling author. He's got 25 years of experience as an entrepreneur and executive in the legal, technology, sports, and entertainment fields. He's got expertise across many industry verticals, and he is uniquely positioned as a world-renowned thought leader, business strategist, and leading humanitarian. You're going to hear all about those things on the show. He's created a platform that allows him to communicate with everyone from college students to C-suite executives by using his principles for business and life. He talks about this too, gratitude, empathy, accountability, and effective communication. Utilizing these four principles every day allows him to live by his mission, which he also goes deeper into, which is make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. Enjoy this interview. Dave, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to get to spend this time with you. And I know we don't have a ton of time, so I'm going to jump in. And I know you're going to bring some awesomeness to our listeners. You're all kinds of things amazing. CEO of Sports One Marketing, keynote speaker, media personality, technology pioneer, humanitarian, consultant, best-selling author. I go on and on and on. You're all the dang things. And I'm just so stoked that I get to talk to you today. Well, I feel the same way. And I'm going to prove to you that the 520 rule that I have, trying to keep all my phone calls to five minutes, my meetings and interviews to 20, still can provide the value in just a shorter amount of time. So I appreciate you giving me the 20 minutes and hopefully I will provide the value that I promise. Oh, I love that. Actually, let's talk about that before I ask some questions. The 520 rule, maybe we can apply that ourselves. Absolutely. I, you know, I've found that people waste so much time and that they're not focused on the pursuit of their potential. And so what I realized by challenging myself to keep 
my phone calls of five minutes and my meetings and interviews of 20 minutes that I actually stay very focused, efficient, effective, and I'm actually more statistically successful by doing so. And I really don't miss out on the pleasantries. I just don't have long-winded stories to add to those pleasantries. And yet I still am able to connect emotionally with people in that short amount of time, still able to understand the quantified reasons, impacts, and capabilities, and share a vision. Uh, but I'm much more focused and efficient with the time. And I highly suggest, imagine, you know, I can do three interviews in an hour. I can do 12 phone calls in an hour. And therefore, it opens up so much more time to do other things as well. So I study my calendar for that efficiency, not only of what I'm doing in person on the phone, in, you know, uh, media as well, uh, but also in email. But I also study the white space in my calendar. So I'm always studying now, don't just look at it. I literally put focus and attention, which is stuffing, into yeah. raising the awareness of what I'm doing because I believe that's what allows things to happen from the field of intention, which holds everything that I want and everything that everybody wants. Oh my gosh, that's so true. I noticed that with myself. When you when you actually have the intention set before you go into something, it makes a world of a difference and you get so much done in a shorter period of time. Absolutely. And so many people don't understand allowance either. And one of the things I think comes about is not only do you enjoy the pursuit of your potential more when you're very cognizant about the man-made construct of time, being more efficient, you know, you're constantly moving, moving, moving because you don't just let things be passive, but allowance itself is not passive. A lot of people think by allowing things to happen, that's a very passive thing. Uh, manifestation is not passive. In fact, the laws of attraction include action and so it's beyond action, right? It's much more hyper-aggressive by being, by being allowing uh, is much more aggressive than just trying to make things happen by taking action. It's right. an additional supplement to that. And I think coordinating that 520 rule, as well as understanding the power of intention and attention and the field of intention really allows me to, as you list off all the, you know, achievements, accolades and, BS that they do in my intro, they wonder, how does he do all that? Through the 520 rule and being a student in my calendar. Oh, I'm so going to use that. <laughs> I love this. Right. So ahead. what is your, amongst all of those things, what is your main focus now? So it's interesting that you say that because a lot of people see so many different things that I do and wonder how I am focused or where or how the business works. So what I've done is create a vertebrae. And the vertebrae starts with the brand. And when I was running Lee Steinberg, which is the most notable sports agency in the world, I noticed that I could use the brands of, you know, Lee Steinberg himself and Warren Moon, Troy Aikman, Steve Young, Evander Holyfield, all these different brands that I was working with, I could use them as the centerpiece of the vertebrae. And I could attract all types of business. And then what I tried to do is because they were so powerful of, of attraction, right? They're so powerful of the brand that by using an individual brand to then attract business and then utilize the business and monetize it kind of as if they were different, you know, parts of the vertebrae spinning off different revenue. So I use my now personal brand over the last three years uh, with writing books, podcasts, TV show to attract all types of business development where I can do, you know, business coaching, coaching, the coaching business advisory, and then I have a huge network of people in which I refer business out to. Uh, and everything's under the context of prioritizing it by how much money I can make, how many people I can help, and how much fun I'm going to have. 
So everything I do has to have a maximum value, has to have a cause or a purpose tied to it, and it usually surrounds something that I enjoy, like sports and entertainment, like the Super Bowl, the Pro Bowl, the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Breeders' stuff, award shows that I love, like the ESPYs, Emmys, Oscars, Grammys, charitable galas, being the chancellor of Junior Achievement University or a chairman of the Unstoppable Foundation and traveling to Africa. Although all those different things seem separate and diverse, but they're really not. They're all continuous on a vertebrae of monetization of making a lot of money, of humanitarian philanthropy, of helping a lot of people, and of enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential by having fun. I love that. But how... How did you get there? How did you figure out how to do this? Like, were you always this way or did something have to happen to get there? <laughs> my, mom, my mom told me my life was an evolution, not a revolution. <laughs> yes. And so that I had to understand the, the man-made construct of time. I had to learn detachment from outcome. I had to learn to stay focused. Uh, another great saying is you can get from San Diego to Maine at night only seeing three feet in front of you. And so I, I uh, have evolved, I believe, in a AAA strategy of getting alignment, being more interested than interesting, taking action and preparing for adjustment. I crawl before I walk, before I run. I look at three, three things and stages of an investment stage, an execution stage, and an equity stage. Uh, I am truly someone who is a student of my calendar. I do things now that I'm capable of doing, and I reposit things in a do-it-now folder that I'm not capable of doing. I create processes and systems, and I have done that since I've been a very young age. I believe in four basic things that changed my life. One is gratitude, because it gives me perspective. I'm grateful and appreciative of everything I have. That means that I'm thankful for anything that I've attracted in my life, and my duty is to add value or appreciate it and give it away. I'm totally forgiving. Uh, I believe in empathy, so every single thing in my life uh, I am forgiving of myself so I can project that forgiveness and truth onto others. I'm accountable uh, for everything in my life. Uh, I ask myself two questions every day. What did I do to attract this to myself? And two, what am I supposed to learn from it? And then finally, my goal is to clean or to stay or strengthen the connection to that which inspires me so that I can carry that inspiration through me and give it to others. So I call that effective communication being able to effectively communicate to that which inspires me to live enthusiastic, which means in theos, the God within, the power within, the inspiration within, so that I could give that out and I could be more efficient, more effective, and statistically successful in everything I do. But it's been an evolution since I've been five years old and my main manifestation, my main focus was to be rich so I could buy my mom a house and a car and all the different lessons and miracles that I've learned. Other people call those things mistakes. But I don't just, you know, think that I'm going to make it through. I'm going to make it through things and expand and accelerate and exponentially grow and be better by all the things that I've been able to attract to myself. Some people call them struggles. Some people call them voids, obstacles, shortages, and, and all types of different negative energies. For me, they're opportunities. And I see things and challenges that come to me as an opportunity to better myself, to strengthen myself, and to allow me to strengthen and, and elevate others as well. Oh, I love that. And I'm, I'm so on board with you. And I see, I see that the same way. And I, it, it's frustrating sometimes when you do see people that are kind of down, really down because of the, like you said, quote unquote, struggles or challenges, because they're not really seeing them as opportunities. But I love what you say about taking accountability and learning from it. Accountability seems to be something that, um, 
definitely, uh, from what I've witnessed of other people, it takes some time. And once people actually recognize, hey, this is what you have attracted, taking responsibility for, it's actually such a good feeling. And you learn the lesson so much more faster than you would by not doing that. Yeah, ironically, it gives you complete control of your life, right? Where other people think they have control by blame, shame, and justification and projection, you actually get complete control of your life by being accountable and knowing that you've attracted everything in your own life and that you've been given the blessing and miracle to learn from it. Yes. I'm curious, um, based on all that you've shared with us so far, what is what are one of the first things that you look at when you are working with a business or an entrepreneur and you're you're going in to consult with them and help them? So there's six things that I actually look at. One is the status of the credibility that they have right now, right? Where are they right now? Two is the emotional connection that they have to their product, service, or solution, or business, and within the context of who they're working with. Three the reasons quantitatively that they're doing uh, the business itself uh, or the impact quantitatively that the business should have and that they have personally, five, the capabilities currently that they have, also what capabilities they may want or need in order to effectuate you know, making a lot of money, helping a lot of people and having a lot of fun. And then finally, knowing the status of their quantitative value. You know, where exactly are they on, on the scale of quantitative value? You know, I have a 120 rule, which goes along with my 520 rule. 120 rule states that I'm going to only be involved with things that are giving, right? I wake up every morning and meditate and pray to God that I'm going to give or be of service to at least 10 people every day at the minimum. And in order to do so, I need to provide value. So I've shifted the paradigm in my life of value to trust the universe, put faith in what I want by allowing me to whatever I'm involved with, to give $100 worth of value and only ask for 20 back. Because yeah. if I'm giving more value than I'm receiving, I'm actually giving. Uh, right. So, you know, even with my business coaching and advisory and coaching the coaches, I do things differently. I always do a free assessment to figure out how I can help, if I could help. So I actually work with everybody for a month for free. Uh, and then I determine how and if I can help and who can help. And if I can help them, I actually only work month to month with people in every context of what I do. And I 100% guarantee the value every single month. I mitigate all risk of everyone that does business with me. And so no matter what price you pay for whatever I'm doing, every single month I have that 120 rule. I'm going to provide more value quantitatively than you give me. And if not, I will give you back your money. We don't need to do business. And my favorite thing is, you know, you trust the universe and you put faith in this. I have clients who actually have called me uh, one just recently this weekend and actually said to me, Hey man, I'm paying you more. I'm like, what? I'm paying you more. There's just, you're giving me way too much value. And in all fairness, if you didn't bring it, I'd ask for my money back and you're bringing such exponential value. I want to be and put faith in what I want as well. I want to feed those that feed me, right? Starve those that don't and you're feeding me, man. So I want to feed you more. And actually without any asking, just told me to invoice him twice as much as I was invoiced again because he has made so much money. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. I hope everyone's learning something here for their business. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Um, so when, what, are, what are the biggest mistakes you're, you're seeing when you start to work with these people? That's a great question. So as always, the biggest mistake people make is not being aware of their ego. 
Uh, and so when people ask me what's the biggest lesson I could teach myself when I was 18, 25, 35, 45, and now at 51, it's still radical humility. It's really understanding and raising my awareness to what the ego is and how it impacts us and effectually makes resistance and voids and shortages and obstacles and really puts faith in what we don't want. So the ego is not just being arrogant, right? The ego is a fear of loss. It's a void. It's a shortage. It's a resistance that's created by a need to be right, be offended, be separate, not only be superior, but inferior, the need to be guilty, resentful, all of the different things that waste our energy, but more importantly, put us on a resisted trajectory, not on a direct trajectory of the pursuit of our potential, our truth. And so the more I could teach people to be aware of when they're acting in fear, fear of loss or ego, then I can go ahead and put them onto a trajectory that's in the enjoyment of the consistent, everyday, persistent, about quick pursuit of their potential or truth. Anybody can teach you to think, say, and do. Right? Anybody can give you the relationship capital. They can go ahead and teach you to ask uh, and be of service, but also ask them if you know anyone that can help. But what the real special sauce is the ability to create new neural pathways in the subconscious, the 40,000 of the same thoughts you're having every day that directly impact your unconscious competency. That unconscious competency consists of, number one, your genetics, right? Passed down from generations and generations, your personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions that cause you to act in ego, to create resistance or put you off of a trajectory towards the most efficient, effective, and statistically successful way to get to your potential or your truth. And then secondly, your energy that you carry. So I help to shift that energy. That energy is one of unconscious competency where no matter what we think, say, do, or even believe that we keep attracting the same resistance, shortages, voids, obstacles, problems, and people in our life. And we wonder why, if we've already adjusted and we think, say, and do, and believe all the right things, why we keep getting stuck, why we can't break through, why the same things keep happening at the same time, at the same place, in the same business field. I actually work on the unconscious competency, the genetic and energetic side, as much as I go ahead and give situational knowledge and dummy tech and tactics, as well as I work on the uh, the neural pathways in the mind to create the effective habits, the strategy and awareness and discipline that's needed and to create the subconscious that we need. All of those things are great, but no matter what I teach or anyone else teaches you to think they do or believe, if we can't affect that unconscious competency, that genetic and energetic self, we're never going to get the breakthroughs. We'll always live within a certain thermostat and we're never going to see how big we can dream. And I'm telling everybody right now, you cannot dream big enough. Right? You cannot dream as big as the universe dreams. You cannot dream as big as the universe has. Infinity is incomprehensible, and the universe has infinity in store for you. It has more than enough of everything for everyone. Wow. My mind is blown, and I think, gosh, this is such a way, it's such a great way to, to close this because that's just so incredible because there, people are asking that question. Why am I, why do I keep facing the same obstacles? Why am I doing this? I'm doing, I'm thinking differently. I'm seeing differently. I'm doing, you know, all of these things. And wow, I'm a little like, Ooh. yeah, let me, let me speak this. And let me add one thing too, to that. When yeah. you start understanding this and you raise your awareness, we have to understand time and the affinity of time and space because what happens when people are stuck? That's a good thing because that means they're taking action and that the more they're putting pressure on breaking through. But here's the problem that people do when they're putting that pursuit into place is that let's say it takes you two years 
and you're working two years consistently, persistently in the pursuit of your potential, at two years, you're only 25% of the way there. Most people would define that as being stuck, right? Mm, well, what yeah. happens is if you stick to it and you're shifting your energy and you're shifting your unconscious competency at, and you get acceleration and exponential growth, it may have taken you two years to get to 25%, but now it's only going to take you one year to get to 50%. Now, most people at three years think they're even more stuck, and they don't understand acceleration and exponential growth where they go ahead and they quit at three years, and they think they've wasted all that time when if they just would have stuck with it for six more months because of acceleration and exponential growth. They would have been 100% there. And then in three months, 200% there. In a month and a half, they would have been 400% and so on and so on. That's how exponential growth and acceleration and breakthroughs work. And the problem is most people don't understand the man-made construct of time. And they create their own resistance with time because their expectation is things aren't happening fast enough. But in the infinity of time, it's actually happening in a blip. And if they allow it to happen by the aggressive nature of action and allowance and attraction, if they allow it to happen, when they're sitting at two and a half years, they're almost, they're months away from being exponentially there. And it seems like so long when they're in it, but I, I will tell you this, after five years and they're at 1,600 or 3,200% of where they're supposed to be, everyone's gonna be telling them, oh my gosh, you're so lucky, you're so incredible. How'd you do this? And they'll be sitting on podcasts utilizing the 520 rule <laughs> Because of one, one simple reason, they're consistent and persistent and they didn't quit and they understood the think, say, do, believe and the unconscious competency. They took every possibility of what inspired it with why and then use strategy, awareness and discipline in order to make it their what. And that's the secret of what we're talking about. This is the episode to come back to and listen to over and over again. And especially when you have those moments of, you know stuck or I'm, I'm just going to give up. Can't do it anymore. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be listening to this. This is incredible. <laughs> Thank you so well, much. I you were not, my... Oh yeah. You were, you were not lying when you said I'm going to deliver in these 20 minutes. This is incredible, but people are still going to want more. So where can they find more? At David Meltzer. They can find me on LinkedIn and Dave Meltzer, David Meltzer. My website is dmeltzer.com. And go ahead and DM, DM me, email me, call me. Uh, I'm a service. Love to give people my books and pay for shipping. I have a podcast Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays, a top podcast on Entrepreneur uh, called The Playbook, where I take the best athletes, celebrities, CEOs, and thought leaders and put them on there to get their playbook to success in their 20 minutes of uh, acceleration and exponential growth. Uh, I appreciate you so much, Summer, and I look forward to doing this again. Oh, I appreciate you so much. Thank you times a million. <laughs> You're wonderful. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.